right? So Ruth, before, if you haven't listened before, um, before we start the podcast, mm-hmm. we let the guests dedicate the podcast episode to whoever they want to. Oh, okay. So you have any idea who you want to dedicate? Yeah, to? of course. I'm going to dedicate this to my husband, Ivan Maramis, right. who is my co-producer of the film Hearts Want, and he's been such a trooper. So just want to dedicate this to him. Wonderful. All right. Today in studio, we have Ruth Moreras. She is the writer and a producer of a short film called Hearts Want. It's been circulating in the film festivals. It's a short film. And we had her in studio talk about films and other variety of films, not just of her works, but other works. And um, she also critiques movies as well. She is under the uh, blog Flix Chatter, F-L-I-X chatter and if you can find that she critiques other movies as well and we had a wonderful time sitting down talked about movies as well as her own movie hearts want and we'll have that interview right after these messages game ticket fifty dollars hot dog eight dollars team store item twenty five dollars Haven't you listened to someone's dumb sports opinions? Worthless. Some people shouldn't talk sports. For everyone else, there's the Unspoken Podcast. Available on most podcasting platforms. And on the web at theunspokensportspodcast.weebly.com. Are you fascinated by mysterious legends, the paranormal, or UFOs? Do stories of murder, missing persons, and con men send you down internet rabbit holes? Did you grow up watching the TV show Unsolved Mysteries? Does Robert Stack's voice haunt your nightmares? Then our podcast is for you. I'm Liz. And I'm Samantha. Join us every Wednesday as we discuss the original Robert Stack episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Follow along with us on Amazon Prime or just tune in for our weekly podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and social media at Perhaps it's you. Um, this is an editor's note. Uh, during the process of the interview, my microphone kept cutting in and out, and it just became defective. And it didn't really sh- show through to um, after I was doing the recording, so we had to remove my microphone. You can still hear me, but um, it's just not going to be very well. You might have to turn up the volume on your earbuds to get me, um, but um, you could definitely hear me. I'm sorry about that. We'll definitely get it fixed for the next episode. So without further wait, here's my interview with okay, Ruth. we are back with Ruth and oh my god uh, how do you say your last name um you could it's my husband's last name so I'm just kidding oh. it's Maramis Maramis oh, yeah I've right. only seen it in print I've never really right and, yeah. and I only know you about Ruth hmm? is this your first time doing podcasting 
No, I have done it before, but I was at home, so we do it remotely because they had another guest who live in another state. But this is the first time I'm doing it in in a studio. Okay, as a guest, right? Yeah. Yes. So. so you're not you you're getting your your bearings doing it, getting it, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm always nervous when I'm being interviewed. I prefer to interview because I'm sure. I'm a blogger, so I interview people a lot. But but you know not not necessarily on a podcast but i just prefer to be on the other side of the table asking the questions so <laughs> yeah, because you like you know i do interviews too and i just think other people are just fascinated to learn so much about them is that why you do it too? yes i i just would rather listen to what other people have to say you know i and, and learn i'm like a sponge and and get inspired by them and stuff and um instead of like talking about me because it's like well I already know yeah. <laughs> what I'm talking about you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah so so I'm hoping this will be more like you know we'll talk about movies too and so I can find out about your you know taste in movies too well I that's fine I love to do yeah bounce back and forth. yes exactly so that'd be cool mm -hmm. um before but you did a movie called yes hearts, hearts want, want. it's yep. a short film correct yes um How'd you get the courage to do it? <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. You know, I've been blogging for so long. Like yeah. it's probably about 10 years or so, you know, like a, about a decade uh, by the time, you know, I, I did this film. And, you know, over the years, I talked to a lot of filmmakers, actors and talents and whatnot, you know, covering the Twin Cities Film Festival. Yes, um, yep, you're very much into it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm the official blogger for them since its inception. So, um, but I also blog for uh, um, another festival in town, the Minneapolis St. Paul Film Festival. But also, I'm just a film buff. I just love to talk about movies and that's how I, you know, um, had the blog. But then, I think I got the bug of making film, you know, like, you're like, wow, you know, it's so cool. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it's like, why don't I try it? You know, just, right, just you learn from trying. Exactly. But I also wrote something that I was like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a year to finish this because I've had different ideas, you know, you know, just writing uh, a bunch of different stories, but this is like my first fully fleshed out script yeah. and I was like I give myself a year like you know what let's uh, I gotta finish something like just you get this get yeah right. right exactly and so uh, when that happens and I was like okay now what and then I actually you know copyrighted registered to WGA and then I submitted to a couple of things and asked for feedback and those kind of things and then an opportunity and I met somebody at the film festival. It was at the Twin Cities Film Festival in October of 2016. And she suggested doing a reading of my script. Because she said, oh, you already have it done. Have you ever done you know, a reading? And I said, no. And so I said, I don't know what that entails, but I'm right. open to it. Okay. Exactly. It's so, it's so it's so like it's a read-through. Yeah. Oh, so we just read your script. Well, well, you get a bunch of local actors like local talent so not just your friends or whatever but like local perf you know performers and they would act out your script but it you know not like they don't have to be in costume or anything it's and they just right. kind of read the script so sure, each right. play a character and those things so she opened her home for it and uh and you know so she kind of gave me my first taste of what it would be like to see my story come to life yeah you know before actually like like, okay let's film film this but you know what I mean yeah. and then so we got like I think it was eight eight actors and then one narrator 
and uh, and I um, I have a friend who is an actress, and she helped me cast the reading. So her oh, name is nice. yeah. So her name is Kristen Gregerson, and the lady who opened her home, her name is Joanne Liebler, and she was the president of Minnesota Women Film and TV at the time, MN Wift. Um, but anyway, so Kirsten, so these two ladies were so instrumental in getting even just this project, you know, like, you know, materialized. And so from that reading, it went really well in my mind. Like there's chemistry between the actors, especially the two leads, because it's a romance, it's a romance drama. So that's so important just to have the chemistry between the two leads. Oh, definitely, yes, especially for that kind of a genre. Yeah. Exactly. So um, so then in the, the, the lead actress who, who happens to be a friend of mine, she's English, but at the time she was working here in Minnesota. She's now in L.A., and she said, hey, why not do a short film and just see, I'm still here, you know, I don't know right. when I'm going to be gone, you know, and let's just do this. And oh my gosh, and then I turned to my husband and just figure out, okay, what does that entail? And so that's kind of the, the reading became like the catalyst, if you will, to, to the short. Yeah. But that was a full script, so I had to basically rewrite everything, like not rewrite, but you well, know, like, it. yes, yeah, I had to... Yeah, and it's not just simply shrinking it. You have to figure out what should you, you know, which angle do you go, you know, which which um, storyline that because you should still be, uh, what do you call it, um, like a standalone piece, even though it's part of a feature. Okay. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the, the the challenge, and then you know finding the right filmmaker, you know, director. I just wasn't confident in directing so so from then on it just became like our kind of passion project uh, my husband and I and uh, but somehow we were able to pull it off we did everything in about seven and eight months from the time we said okay we'll do this to like it finished editing and submitted to the film festival it about eight months <laughs> are you kind of happy that you got it out there yeah I, I I'm I'm you know I, for being my first film mm-hmm. Um, I was just, uh, I think, astonished by the level of creativity that Minnesota talents have. It's, I, I mean, we always say it's your movie, but it's, it's a collective. Oh, gosh, no. So I mean, cool. yeah. yes, it was my idea, but it takes a village to yeah. get anything done. And I feel like I was so blessed to, you know, I still am, and I'm so blessed to even get this amazing team together. And they were available. I mean, my director, Jason Schumacher, I, you know, he came on board about a month prior to filming and he brought the amazing crew. So the cast was already in place. So that was okay. nice. Like the yeah, two yeah. leads were done. I mean, we already booked the location. I found a place back in February. I think I booked it for April. So can you imagine it? Everything moved well, really two, fast. Two most important things to do. Yeah, location and the cast. Yeah. But director is also crucial. But he came on board and brought the team that was just spectacular yeah, you, you, now you wrote it but you did not direct it no nope. look for somebody to correct it. yes yeah. i just felt that and and i'm in hindsight i'm just glad i did you know because okay. some people because there were you know a couple of things that happened that you know the first filmmaker that i wanted to bring on board you know fell through for all kinds of reasons and um you know it and some at some point they were like, oh, maybe you should direct it. And I'm like, no, I, I don't, I don't feel confident enough to direct 
my first one. You're right. You know, maybe if I've produced maybe four or five films, maybe I'll be... That seems like a natural progression if you want to, like, if you want to write... Then, right. I mean, some people, you know, some really, really brilliant people, I'm sure, can do that, you know, like write and then produce and, and direct and all that and sometimes star in it, too. I'm like, wow, wow, I, I can't even fathom. But for me, I feel like I need somebody who has done a bunch of short films. So Jason was a very experienced director who has done a bunch of shorts. He produced a feature and, you know, and he can talk to actors. He knows the technical stuff. I feel like you owe also the talents to bring them, um, you know, uh, the, the captain of the ship, if you will, to bring this forth. You know, you don't want somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. No. I know. That's very nice of you to have give. You want to look for somebody that knows what they're doing so the actors become comfortable. Yes. And they can get what your idea out there as best as possible. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But has the same vision, so he, you know, he believed in the story, and so we kind of worked on, you know, getting this short together to, yeah. to, you know, from the feature to the short. So that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what started you on movies? What really started you on movies? On I movies mean, in general, right? Yeah, Just yeah, my love for movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you know, my dad was a screenwriter, so that was one. Back in, I'm from Indonesia originally. I was born in Jakarta. I came here when I was 18 years old for um, college. But my dad, before I was born, so like in the 60s, yeah. 50s, 60s, he was a writer. I think I don't think he directed stuff, but he's produced some stuff, TV, films. But he's primarily a writer, so okay. he's right. sold a bunch of scripts and, and stuff. So I probably got that bug from him, you know, like that interest, you know, that love. Yeah, what are you doing, Dad? I'm doing this. Wow. Yeah, but I didn't know him. My parents split up when I was really young, like, three and uh, so I never knew him so it's not like I grew up with him okay. but you get that you know somehow in your gene whatever yeah, but I never thought of taking like a film school I don't know why I wish I had now that I'm like oh, I wish I had done that but no I went to mass communication you know that was my major and uh, you know I like graphic design so that was you know that's how what would I how I make a living as a web designer but I never thought of like, oh, having a film as a major? I wish I had. But, oh, well, you know, it's sometimes you, you learn want, sort of on the job. You want, to, you want to spend, you know, X amount of dollars to go to school to learn it, or you make a make movie. movie <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with the same amount of money. Absolutely. You right. Yes, yeah. It's a crash just, course. Yeah, just learn it as you go. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so that's how I think that's my love for movies. But my mom at the time, too, she was a single mom, but she travels quite a bit. And then when she comes home, like, say, she went to Europe or U.S. or whatever, she would come home to Indonesia and she would bring a bunch of Hollywood movies. At the time, it's the VHS, you know, giant VHS. They had this amazing packaging, you know, like, it's, like, really huge. And like, bigger than the, just the cassette tape, yeah. Well, no, the VHS is the same, but the packaging is the larger. Really? Like they, they, when you open it, it was like, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it, it was just so Twice pretty. The size of the cassette yeah, I mean, it's just you know, like the VHS would just be nestled inside this packaging somehow. <laughs> Whatever. It's just, it's really cool. Right. But anyway, so she would. I think the first three movies she brought were classic ones: um, Sound of Music, yeah. My Fair Lady, and Gone with the Wind. So imagine I was about maybe twelve or so, and. Those yeah. were kind of, especially Gun with the Wind, were a bit heavy for, and my English wasn't very good at the time, you know, so my mom had to like, 
translate and explain because I didn't know anything about the Civil War. I mean, we didn't have that at school at the time. Oh. And um, it's like, and especially in, in a third world country, they don't teach you about U.S. you know history and whatever. Yeah. And so she would have to explain. It's like, why are they? What is the? You know, North and South fighting. I mean, she has to explain all that, and it's like just concentrate on the romance. It's like just, 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 <laughs> just, just you know, red and scarlet is basically your two main. <laughs> so yeah. That's a big introduction, with especially those three films. Yes, Having and they big, were still big punch to them. Exactly, and they were still. She has good taste, clearly. And I remember watching Ben Hur. She loved that. Um, I mean, so you guys, right when the Technicolor started. Yes, big, yes, yes, yeah. I'm 43, big, so this was, big, oh my big, gosh, a long time ago, you know. Like, <laughs> but you got introduced to the, when the Technicolor started with the big, violet, yes. livid colors. Correct, yes. Oh, I know, especially Gun with the Wind. I mean, you know, Selznick was huge on that, wasn't he? Like oh, he, yes. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's like, it's cool. I think, um, I wish I had known my dad more, and he probably would have his own take on things. I heard that he's more into noir like my mom, I think more into like the big spectacle, spectacle and yeah. romance. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, like Gone with the Wind and Son of Music and, you know, My Fair Lady. Or, you can consider them kind of romance. But my dad was into like the big sleep. Um, I don't know what some Bogart. Bo- Bogart. Yeah, like he loves dark, Bogey. Yeah, the dark the, exactly. Yeah. You know, and his nickname apparently when he was in doing film was Bogey. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't even start watching, what is that, Casablanca until like maybe a few years ago. You and I was blown away. It was so good. You just recently, over the last couple of years. Well, yeah, well, yeah. you know, they did the remastering and then they, yeah. they, they, um, what do you call that? They put it up on a, like in a cinema. What do yeah, you call it? It's called re, they re, re-release it. Re-release it. Yeah. Yes. So I saw that on the big screen and I was blown away. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. That was yeah. Of course, they give the plot away. Who's the guy, Robert? You know the guy who was in TCM. Robert Osborne. Yes. Yeah, the host. He like gave everything away before the movie. I'm like, can you do the thing later? Like, you can introduce the movie, but don't give away the plot. (laughs) But you know, it's like he kind of. Well, he probably thought everybody. Yes, I I did just assume everyone's seen it. So anyway. Well, you know, um, uh, Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion always once a year had. Casablanca night and everybody went to the, his mansion to watch the movie. Wow, really? Did they dress up? His, Did they that. dress up as? They dressed up. <laughs> they, I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of outfit they did, but I know that once a year he oh. would have a Casablanca evening I didn't and know you go that. to his uh, mansion and you watch it. Wow. Because he loved it that much. Well, it is amazing. What do you think of it? You you like Casablanca? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those first movies where age difference, right? He's older, and he's, she's much younger. Yes. And I think a lot of producers used that eventually in that formula. Oh, well, that works. You know, but Casablanca, they constantly use that, the older man, the younger woman, eventually huh. on. But, oh, I didn't know that was the one that started no, it. No, I, I think Peter Laurie is really good. I think he's oh, Peter yeah. Laurie is good. He's not in there very much. He's much more pronounced, he has a much more pronounced role model. Martin Falk, okay, yeah, he's definitely a character it has, actor. It yeah. has the lines and it has the yes. music that just pulls on your heartstrings, and it has you know all the great. Here's looking at you, kid. Yes, all the yep, and the story I thought was just phenomenal, and I love stories that don't 
have that tight, you know, neat ending. You know, I mean, you you kind of like want them to be together, but you know, but I mean, it's a great ending. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, it's it, not yeah. like a perfect. You know, everything is rosy yeah. ending, but it's a fantastic you ending. That, you get that a lot nowadays with movies. Have to have everything have a closure to it. Yes. Yeah. And. And, and and it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I mean, I one of my inspiration for Hearts Want is Jane Austen, and Jane Austen is known for always giving his, you know, her stories happy endings. And I think it could be because she didn't have a happy ending to her own story, so she always give her her you know stories happy endings. And and I have no problem with that. I'm not cynical in that way. But there's also beauty in unresolved things. Like, have you seen Roman Holiday? Uh, Gregory Peck, yes. And Gary, uh, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. I get Gregory Peck and Gary Cooper. Oh, yeah. right. Well, they were both. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a princess. Correct. Yes. And he's a photographer. Uh, yeah, journalist. journalist in, in, in in Rome. In Rome, and it's very shot really well. Really well, yeah. Well, it's um, uh, William Wyler who did Ben Hur. He was a fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Will, Will it, was that William Wyler? It, well, we call him Billy Wyler. Will, really well. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's as a director, he's kind of a like Dan and I agree. He's kind of a journeyman, but as mm. a writer, he's fabulous. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it's cool. Yeah. So and yeah. You know, those those are two black and white films, which you mm-hmm. know are very different. Um, did you ever consider doing black and white for your film? No. No. I mean, I guess I could, but. I mean, it's my first film, so it's kind of like, man, you know, and I had this, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I have an amazing cinematographer, uh, you know, uh, Ben Anke, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to do this in color, (laughs) obviously, you know, and it's, 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 I mean, it is challenging. I feel like maybe for budget reason, we would save a lot more money if we do it black and white, but I know I wanted it in color. I mean, it's just, there's such richness, and he, Jason just like kind of, um, almost doused the actress with light, you know, it, it, you know, with the shadow and everything, you know, once I, you know, you see it, you, you'll, you'll see, it's just very romantic, very rich and saturated colors. It's just gorgeous. I think, I guess I'm biased, but, um, well, that's how I got started with movies because mm-hmm. I grew up early on without a television. We didn't have, mm-hmm. my, my family didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. and we didn't have a television set. Mm-hmm. So anytime I saw anything visually on a screen, it was a movie. We go to the movies because we didn't have television. And then when you finally got television, I really didn't understand what was great about it. It was the flat screen. Everybody stood, it's always shot from the waist up. There's no unique dramatic lighting. It's very staid. You can tell everybody's saying, just waiting to say their lines. Yeah, right? and yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You understand it's a laugh track. So when they got introduced mm. to television, it looked Boring. Boring. Yeah. yeah. And fake. And fake. Where yeah. you get sound of music and she get the helicopter flying by her twirling and everything. Yeah. yeah. And the music swelling. It's like there's no comparison. Movies are just such much more better. Well, of course. Yeah. Especially yeah. Yeah. We grew up in the 70s and 80s. Mm. There was such a dynamic and livid spectacle to it that you didn't get in television. Now, now television is. Oh, yes. Now television is almost replacing. I mean, Game of Thrones spent what? Like yeah. 35 mil on yeah. one episode? Insane. Now, telev- there are some television shows I would say they're better than movies that, that they never happened in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. was just 
And you watch movies then, and you're like, why do you watch TV? It's such a waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But I'm, I'm curious. What is your first film that you like? Wow, you know, like you were blown away by. What? Well, my mom was nine months pregnant when she saw Star Wars. Ah. I, I'll consider that my first movie. Yeah, yeah. You see it through her eyes. That, that. I was born in June and she went to see it in May. Oh my gosh. So, uh, yeah, probably. So are you a Star Wars fan even from birth then? I would, yeah, I could probably say it right. And it's, it's stayed with me. But I think I would say my most favorite movie mm-hmm. is Raiders. Raiders the Lost Ark? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can watch that over and over and over again too. Oh, yeah. Even, yes. if, even with you can point out all the mistakes in it nowadays. Oh, still, so what? It's, yeah. it's, gosh, I mean, I just blogged about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Talk about mistakes. Good gracious, that is just outrageous. The that. amount of money they pu- put on that. It's, and it's, I'm sorry, it's trash. It's just absolute piece of junk. It is. I'm, I don't care, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, who, those who like it, but it's just, I mean, even Marvel films, you can't say, oh, like all blockbusters are. No. I mean, Star Wars have uh, great characters, memorable dialogue, yeah. you know, uh, intriguing storyline. There's semblance to human beings well, behaving a certain way. But I, yeah. yeah, I saw the, the movie Rampage with The Rock. It oh, it was fun. It was fun. I underst- They understood what it's all about. Mm-hmm. They're having fun with it. Mm-hmm. It's and he's so charismatic. Yes, The Rock. The Rock yes, you can put him in anything. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's supposed to be what a scientist, and he knows. Oh, oh boy, yeah. I don't look like it. I, yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spend more time in the gym than I do in the study. He knows. He does. Yes. He, well, he. That's the thing. He's self-aware. Yeah. You know, movies like. I mean, I feel like his movies, like he knows that it's. This is not. You know. I mean, but sometimes, like with this Jurassic World, like you know, because it's like descendant, uh, you know, of Jurassic Park, yeah. and how amazing that was. You know, right, it and it just such fall from grace, and that's why it's called Fallen Kingdom. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> but, but it's like you know, I've everything that was great about it, you know, about that original film, it's like gone completely. You know, it was such a blatant money making, you know, thing yeah, like just, a paycheck. You get this and this and there. We, right. We don't care about content. No, I mean Chris yeah. Pratt is uh, such a funny actor. He was just so wasted, it, like. Yeah. You know, he seems he just squints all the time. Anyway, I could rant all day about that movie, but anyway, but you know, at least I saw it for free because you know it's a screening. But still, it's like two hours out of my life. You know. Do so. you usually go to like movies like once a month or once a week? Or? Oh well, because I'm a blogger, so I, I I'm on the press list, so I can I get the you know um, the the press screenings. Yeah. So yeah, I I see movies at least once a week on the big screen. Yeah. Um. You know, and then if I miss that, then I'll go like I saw The Incredibles too because I missed the, I missed the press screening and that was that was great. Okay. So yeah. yeah. I try to make an effort to go once a week. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do more than that. I just I have too much to do. Well, yeah. you know. With my life, we didn't have we didn't have much money. We didn't have a TV. Mm-hmm. And you just and my parents did before I was born. They go you go to the movies because we didn't have air conditioning and there's mm. movies had air conditioning. Yeah. So you go see movies. Escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you take a cold shower. <laughs> Yes, which one's better? Yeah, yeah right, 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 right. right. And oh. then, well, I got when I got older, I started working at a video store. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of downtime at a video store. So what do you do? You just put a movie in and another TV, and you start watching all the westerns. And, and yeah, yeah. You know, there's only one criteria. They can't be PG-13 or rated R. You can watch whatever you want. 
Oh. Because there's customers coming. Oh, that's so right. That's right. So it has to be family friendly. You yeah. can't have like body heat down there. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's, that's <laughs> funny. My... <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't nine and a half weeks. It's funny because when I was growing up, <laughs> because you know my my you know my parents split up when I was young, but then my mom died when I was sixteen, and so my brother and I, he's sort of my you know a cinema buddy. Like sure. one of my brothers already went to the states for school, and so this he's five years older than me, my brother, and so he always just wants to see those movies because I mean you know he's a guy and he you know you know he wants to see the risk. <laughs> One, so I've seen. I saw Basic Instinct, um, um, nine and a half weeks, so Wild Orchid. Now it's mild, but yeah. at the time, for like a 15 year old, it's a little you know, 14, 15. We didn't really well, have ratings like here in the US, so yeah. you could really. I mean, we don't have drinking age either, so well, it was shocking that she was attracted to both genders, and everybody was like, Oh my god, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Which one is this? The, the, the Basic Instinct, basic instinct. yeah, yes. Big, the original, not the sequel. Gosh, no, yeah, not no. the sequel. yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was yeah. The big, in, mm-hmm. When Basic Instinct came out, that she was attracted to both genders. It's like, oh my god, yeah. people are gonna have aneurysms of going seeing this movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So nine and a half weeks with Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke. Yeah, with the food and everything. Yeah, it was very risky. I mean, by not today's standards, every TV show has that. It's not a big right. deal anymore. But at the time, it was. Wow, I mean, especially in Indonesia, it was kind of a big deal. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, but well, yeah, go to the theater. I would never imagine going to the theater ex- ex- to see those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. You don't do this. You do the well. Other than for uh, for blogging, do you do horror movies? Do you find no, shows? no, that's the one genre I just don't have the nerves for. I, I I get spooked very easily, and I'm afraid if I go to the cinema, even that movie, uh, Herod. Hereditary? That would just, I would not be able to handle it. I'd probably pass out. I mean, I'm just afraid I'm going to react violently (laughs) in the movies. I just probably shouldn't do that. Like, I I just don't go. So the Quiet Place and Hereditary? A Quiet Place, I'm still curious because I want to see how... John Krasinski's direction is. I'm I'm really curious. And then, you know, his wife played, you know, the oh, yeah. real life couple. I mean, it's amazing. I want to see that. I couldn't imagine being married and doing a film together. I don't know. And they're still married now, which is a, a miracle. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they, well, they hired the, their, the girl who played their older daughter. She really does have a cochlea implant. That's correct. Yes. So she really That's does what have I heard. the thing that. It, it bypasses your ear, goes right to your brain. Yes. Which is a remarkable thing. Yeah. So show. to have someone, you know, with that disability in a film like that, that's that's amazing. But yeah, no, I just I don't I don't like to have nightmares. I mean I saw The Exorcist yeah. uh, years ago and I wish I hadn't because I could not unsee uh, so many things in that movie <laughs> and I'm like Well it's a lot, when you're like that age, very young and a lot of it takes place in the bedroom. Yeah. Well yeah. I wasn't that young. I was in college I think. I was my okay. husband and I saw it together. It was my boyfriend at the time. I think I was probably like I don't know, 19 or 20 or whatever. Yeah. And that's like 20 years ago, but I'm still, still that face haunts you. How do you like unsee that face? You know, the, 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 the Linda Blair, yeah, you know? Face, yeah. yeah. And it, there's a funny story. Well, the, the stuff she says is kind yeah, of funny. I mean, it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you see it now, maybe it's fine, you know, with the head rotating and stuff. Soup and right, right. But she just, her face is just scary. And she has that 
eyes, you know. And one time my, my husband's aunt is a, a flight attendant and um, Linda Blair actually was a passenger and she like went, oh, I recognize you in something, but I, she couldn't figure out what, you know, and then she just kind of did this, had this look on her face and she said, oh, yes, I know, I remember you. <laughs> and she's already older. She's already yeah, it's like, yeah, please, no, and then, you know, she's probably a lovely woman, but yeah, goodness, they have to do that at such a young age. So yeah, anyway, no, no horror for me. <laughs> Did you run into celebrities in your life? <laughs> you know, um. Because we were talking before we talked yes. we about you stood next to Andy Circus. To, to about which one? We're talking about that you went to comic book. You know, oh, Comic Con, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, Chris Evans. It's funny, at the time, I wasn't, because I hadn't seen the movie, and I wasn't a big fan of his anyway. So, I mean, I won the raffle, so I went to see him. And it was okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was so pale. I was like, that's Captain America, whatever. But now, I mean, I get that. I mean, he's really, I mean, and then he was wearing this big sweater. I couldn't really tell, like, is he buff? What? I, you know, and um, it was cool. But, yeah, no, Um, who would be... <laughs> I did chase, oh gosh, a lot of my friends still have a laugh, you know, like have a right. field day about this. I chased um, Jared Butler all the way to Toronto. It was a film festival that he had a movie in and I was oh. such a huge fan of his. This is before 300. So I liked him so in... He was, like, he was doing the movie that, remember, he was, in Dra he was Dracula. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. So this was what got me really, you know, to become his fan was um, Phantom of the Opera. And I had loved that music growing up. You know, my mom loved Andrew Lloyd Webber. And so <laughs> I, I just, like, I just became such a huge fan. And then knowing he was going to be in Toronto Film Festival, it was... Yeah small screening I thought oh I'm just gonna go and my husband is like oh my gosh you know I can't believe you're you know gonna go and he and then at the time I had a friend who lives in Toronto so I stayed with them <laughs> so I kind of chased him and I did ended up meeting him I, okay. I you know he he was watching the same the movie the same time I did yeah I mean with everybody the audience and so I saw him on the other side of the theater and I chased after him and shook his hand and was all giddy and everything but you know but now I'm not a fan of at all. I'm not a fan of his. He made the most atrocious choices, which is insane. Like, Geostar? Well, yeah. And then that fallen everything. What is that? Olympus has fallen. Like, Olympus has fallen. Yeah, that whole, he played some kind of a secret star yeah. service bodyguard yeah. thing. It was, I think he's a decent actor, but he just forgot to act. He like, just, I'm just. can't say no. People say Oh, just absolutely horrible. Like, I, I don't watch any stuff anymore. But I guess that would be the funniest kind of celebrity encounter I had because I literally did chase him, you know. Like, I went to Toronto solely to, just to see him. Well, how, how is the Toronto Film Festival? I mean, it's a big deal. It was, but at the time, see, I wasn't really going to, like, oh, I want to, you know go to a film festival and absorb yeah. like I, that wasn't my purpose i mean i'm glad that i did because then i got to experience it but yeah i mean it's i ended up seeing um you know some great films there i saw one um that john turturro turturro john turturro turturro yeah. directed it's called coffee and cigarette a romance in, no i think it's coffee and cigarettes it's got cigarettes in there it's got um 
great stars. Um, Kate Winslet was in there. Well, have to look. You'll probably look it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you should look it up. It's it, and he was the director, and he introduced the movie, and it was like eleven o'clock in the morning, so that was cool to like see him, you know, introduce the movie. Yeah, if you don't know who John Turturro is, he's Jesus in The Big Lebowski. That oh yes, oh I do know who he is totally. Yeah. I'm just kidding, but I just went in. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. He's, he's, I didn't know he directed, but yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I didn't know either. That's why I was surprised to see him like, oh, you know, he's actually was at the festival. That oh, was, he was doing, okay. Yeah, he was doing the intro okay. to the film, which is cool. And then I saw um, a movie with, who's Frodo? <laughs> Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah. And his film was uh, Everything is Illuminated. I thought that was a really good film, and I think another actor directed that. Um, Leave, how do you say, Liev, Liv, Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Yeah, he's, I think, married to At one point, I think yeah. they're divorced now. Yeah, they're divorced. Yeah, I don't can't keep up with these people, and uh, but he, um, he was. I think he directed that, if I'm not really? mistaken. It might have been his debut, and so I got to see this kind of off the beaten path. Called everything is. Yeah, everything is illuminated. It's it's interesting. It's 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 dark, but and the coffee and cigarettes. If I hope that was correct, the Jun Tuturo one is yeah. um, very intriguing. It's it's also kind of raunchy. It's kind of a raunchy dark comedy, I would say. Uh, but yeah, so you know, you see stuff like that that you otherwise wouldn't. That's a very film festival yeah. type of movies. You know what I mean? So it's it's cool. Have you been to a film festival? I've attended movies that are part of the film festival. I never actually, you know, go to screens or anything. Mm. Um, I did like, you know, because uh, Chloe Zile, she did uh, The Rider. And that You've is, met her? No, I didn't meet her, oh. but I, I went to see The Rider as part of the Minneapolis film, okay. film festival. I wanted to interview her so bad yeah. because that movie was amazing. When did the you Rider. see The Rider? At the Minneapolis St. Paul Film Festival. Yeah, we must be in the same theater. Yeah, we must be. And 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 she wasn't there, but the actor who played um, what is the name of the character Brody? Yeah, Something, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I, I just did a podcast about the writer. Oh, okay. I did an episode about the writer. I'm That's very, super cool. Getting my bearings back, but yeah, I went yeah. To see it. I did a whole it episode was... just talking about the writer. I think it was just amazing. Amazing, and she like. I mean, the journey of her making that I thought was uh, incredible. Know, she's from China. It's like, what? She's from China. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know how she. Gets I know her last name is Chinese, but yeah, I thought that I she was born here. I would like to know how from from China and then uh, how you find these people at Pine Ridge Reservation, South Dakota, and you're. Yeah, and she was fascinated with that life, and but you know, it's funny because people ask me all the time about that too. You know, like how, like why are you making my film was set in England. Sure. And it doesn't have any Asian characters in it. You know, it's very much kind of very English, I would say. It's, it has a lot of English sensibilities to it, I think. <laughs> well, at least the way I've written it. And um, people are like, oh, are you in? And it has a play within a film. You know, the lead characters are actors. So they were like, oh, are you in theater? No. Are you an actor? No. I mean, I, do I have to be one to write about? I mean, you know, uh, um, Agatha Christie probably never murdered anybody, and she writes all kinds of, you know, or, 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 or you know, <laughs> what's his name? Um, um, the, the horror um, author, Stephen King, probably yeah, never. 
Exactly. He he's probably never met all these cars that can drive itself or whatever. You know, it's like well, it's just imagination. You know, and you right. sometimes write what you love. Like I really love that world. I love no, you know. Love, uh, yeah. So. Tony Morrison said it right. If there's a story out there that you want to read and, and you haven't read it yet, go do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe there's something about that. If there's a story out there that you want to read and nobody else has done it yet, mm-hmm. by all means, you do it. Right, yeah. right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, it, it just so happened that I wanted to write a romance, but it doesn't mean that I'm always going to. I'm not going to be like a romance novelist or anything like that. No. You know what I mean? Like my next one is hopefully going to be like a noir or something else or comedy or whatever. So are you kind of, when, since you did a movie, are you kind of in your mind always thinking about what do you want to do next? Is kind of just... Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, it, it, it kind of opened doors. Like it, uh, I guess it's like, oh, what is possible? You know, I mean, my dream is still to make the feature version of Hearts Want. Sure. That is still the dream. Um, it, just because I feel like, well, the short doesn't really tell the story. You don't, well, you, you can't. You probably, it's almost like a demo. It is, it is. And that's kind of why we did it. It was like a proof of concept, sort of like a teaser to what could be possible. But, but yeah, no, but I have other stories that I'm hoping one day we could, you know, make or... Well, I, you know, I think because people who love the genre of films and mm-hmm. you will go to see movies and all that stuff, as well as I, I watch it. I, I usually watch one movie a day, even if it's something I've seen before yep. or yep. something not something new. I, I, I think all aspects of film is fascinating. Fascinating. Short films, I took two years at uh, film history and other mm-hmm. films at the universe. I worked at a video store for five years, so yep. I don't think there's a movie out there that... Um, there's always something interesting. There could be a bad movie. I mean, I, no. I went to see Valerian. That was horrible. But there's Oops. some yeah. there's some things that are very interesting and new about it. That I can yes. Isn't that, what's his name? Um, the French filmmaker, right? Uh, Luc Besson. Luc Besson, yeah. He's done marvelous work. I know. The Professional was amazing. Yeah. It's there like, I don't... one called Angel, I think. It was a small budget black and white. Ah, yes. Yeah. I, I, Angel A. Is Angel that called? A, Angel yeah. A. It's about this, it, 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 there's like a really kind of a shorter guy, right? Yeah. That, and yeah. then, uh, yes, I, I saw that. It's black and white. It's strikingly beautiful. I know. He's, he's very capable of doing remarkable films. And it's just, I don't know. And he talked about he was a big fan of this comic book when he was living, growing up in France, which was called mm. And I think sometimes mm. it does take away when you are a fan of something. And you want to do a movie or something that you're... Oh, of. yeah, see? And yeah, you should kind of detach yourself from it. Right, maybe he yeah. should produce it and maybe get somebody else to direct. Because he has an idea that all, all the stuff that you loved about it, you want to put it in the movie and then sometimes... See, and, and, and that was my fear too when I, you know, like with the short. Yeah. Like if I love this story so much, I love the character so much, if I direct it, it probably would just be awful unwatchable because i will just put in everything that i think i love and you know but but somebody else would have a fresh perspective and more objective you know like about it instead of like you know because yeah yeah i understand yeah he's sort of like he can see it from different eyes so i'm that's why i'm like that's why you collaborate you know so you know it's like yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Like, maybe if he is too close to the subject matter, he should have, like, right. get somebody else, you know? Yeah. Is there, like, a director that you go see every time? There's a oh, interesting. Just... No, well, um, 
Well, I have just recently discovered this director. She's British, a female British director. She's, okay. a, I think she's Ghanaian. And I'm going to watch everything she's done now. She's only done maybe three. And she did Belle, um, which is a period drama. And it's very Jane Austen-like, so that's probably why I like it. Okay, and how do you spell it? Do you spell it B-E-L-L? B-E-L-L-E. Okay, Belle. Yeah, Belle, yeah. And that's the name of the character. And then she also did A, a United Kingdom, which is um, kind of a romance drama based on a true story. Um, and that's got David Oyelowo and Ros- Rosamund Pike. And I, she's, so I think I'll watch everything she's done now. I mean, she, I just like her sensibility. She's like my dream filmmaker. Like if I could get anybody in the world <laughs> to direct my <laughs> film, she would be it. You like, yeah, I, I, seriously, I probably would. <laughs> I mean, like, and the, the the actress that if I were to meet her yeah. uh, would be Judy Dench. I would probably pass out if I see her. Judy Dench, she's absolutely love her. Oh, good I mean, gracious. She, I mean, she'll do a big blockbuster. Well, she's M. Yeah. She's M in Bond, but, but yeah. she is so much more. And for a lot of people, I think she's probably known for M in the Bond movies, but oh my gosh, she is just... And she was hilarious. She did that TV show, I can't remember what it was. Which oh, a long time ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A I long mean, time ago, right? She was, and yeah. She, and she, she does... She's like, she could do stage, she could do oh, yeah. movies, she could do... Legend. I mean, yeah. she's absolute legend. So, yeah, she, I love her so much that even in the feature script, I have the lead actor, the lead character in my story, like, like worships her, like, absolutely loves her, like, sees every play she does, you know, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, and so I kind of project my love for Judy Dench, you know, I'm like, make my character love her, too, you know. So, anyway, but, yeah. It's... Well, when you, I, I, I'm doing my comic book, and I was mm-hmm. doing my characters, you kind of, it's almost, you don't instinctively do it, but you're drawing stuff you've seen before, and mm-hmm. I was doing my characters, drawing them out, and I go, oh my gosh, it's just like mm-hmm. a character, like a like an adventurous, like a Indiana Jones kind of guy, who doesn't have, you know, he's not tied down to any family, right. and he's got a job, but mm-hmm. this job provides a avenue of and it's that it's like my gosh, I just where did I come from? But you don't intently do it, so I try to, you know, not just plagiarize it. No, 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 no. You make it your own. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. and and there's nothing. I feel like um, Tarantino is he's inspired by so many things, but he always makes it his own. You know, right. like he, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being inspired. I have no qualms saying like my story was heavily inspired by Jane Austen. Persuasion, that's my favorite novel of hers. And, but it, it is, you know, if you read Persuasion, there, you know, like there's only one aspect that's similar to it. Every, you know, the characters are completely different. I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no actors in her story. You know what I mean? You kind of make it your own, but you could be inspired by so many things. One of my favorite writers, he's an author, but mm-hmm. um, Elmore Leonard, because many of his books oh. turn into movies like yeah. Story and Out of Sight. Ah, interesting. And yes, he yes. Wrote some of the most repulsive characters and the most, you know, people who you don't want to meet in real life. Right. But you, they're so but they're, fun. they're so fascinating to watch. Everybody. To watch and to write. Yeah. I'm and sure. He had the most boring life. He would just oh, really? oh. go in his office and he would mm. work from nine to five, Monday through Friday, just like a job, mm-hmm. and write these books. Mm. And just live. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't really do wow. experiment like that. But he wrote these 
grotesque character. She's grotesque character. Well, that's what imagination is for, isn't it? That's what God gave you is your brain. And somebody asked him, why do you do that from Get Shorty, you know, like Paul Barr or whatever? And he said, well, nobody's going to read about the guy who goes to work every day and pays attention. Well, of course. That's so boring. Right. Of course, yeah. And, yeah, so, like, what genre is your graphic novel then? Is it like a noir? Well, I'll give a little history. Yeah, um, yeah. In 1968, I think you know, mm-hmm. um, there was that New Hollywood movement starting with New Hollywood. Uh, you have Mike Nichols, mm-hmm. Arthur mm-hmm. Penn with Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. had this new way of doing films that broke from conventions like My Fair Lady and all that's the standard. You know, Disney was doing their movies. And there was a breakout to really just do unconventional. Let's see what we can do. And you know, like Bonnie, when you watch Bonnie Clyde, is it an action? Is it is it comedy? There's oh, undefi- so uh, uh, yeah. undefinable kind yeah. of yeah, 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 defying it genre. Starts like mm-hmm. right away, you know, grad like graduate with Mike Nichols. Is mm-hmm. like, it's very non-narrative. It's you know, it's, it's very disheveled. I mean, it's mm-hmm. old and new. But um, in 1968, there was a with people who were in their 40s who weren't part of the old Hollywood and wanted to go back to what they liked, and it was the noirs. So you had these undercurrents of uh, the late 60s of what we call neo-noir films, like Point Blank with Lee Marvin. Uh, you had the detective with Frank Sinatra. And you had a lot of these, um, oh, like, uh, what was that, Joey, with other, the other detective movies. But you had these neo-noir films from the late 60s. Mm. And that's what my book is based on. It's oh. like a neo-noir from the late 60s. But you said they has the character is sort of has that Indiana Jones sensibilities to it. Right, yeah. Okay. You know, he has um but it has that detective kind of feel to it, the dark alley. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and the costumes and and the late that was I know I wasn't alive in the late sixties, but you know Oh yeah, but so what? You yeah, can still yeah. It's fascinating yeah. because you have yeah. a lot of you know yeah. you get a lot of movies like uh the Brotherhood with Kirk Douglas, where it's very conservative clothing, very conservative haircuts, but then you have like, you know, there's undercurrent of the rock and rolls and movies with the long hair. And no, I see, these, I see. Mm-hmm. You have these contrasts going on at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Flashy clothes, and right, right. Color, and everybody yeah. loves to wear color. Sparkle, whatever. Roll yeah. Grudge hair, cover your ears mm-hmm. with your hair, mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. And oh. I think it was a complete. There was a lot of. There's a wide spectrum in the late 60s that I want to put in the book. So do you think, would you ever be open to making like a proof of concept, maybe like a short of it, a film of your... Right, people have asked me, and they have, gosh, why wouldn't, you know, not just like like a real, like a live action, maybe like an animation. Or something like that, or something. Oh my, yeah. Then you're not tied down to whatever. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. And there's so many different possibilities with animation because there's oh like my gosh, still, yeah. It's called still animation, right? Where you just have the the care. It's a there's there's place still. But it, it's like movie. Sin City. Yeah. You use a little bit of that graphic novel treatment. Is that what you're seeing? No, that it's style. An, it's animated. Oh, it's still animated. Okay. It's animated, but it's kind of like the sound effects and a little bit of oh, okay. motion, even though the characters are moving provides a sense of okay because i kind of like when they sort of translate the world of graphic novel into screen in that way so you have that subtle movement but there still has that graphic novelly you know what do you call that framed or whatever you know what i mean that it's yeah i i get i because 
I think I think people would be amazed how many graphic novels have converted into movies that they. Have oh no yeah, they have no idea. Yep, exactly. Because especially for people who like producers who mm-hmm. already get a visual of what this movie yes. is. Yes, so that's actually so much easier. Like, imagine yeah. you you already have a um, storyboarded. Yeah, right. So Before, story, like. Exactly. Because we did storyboard even for this short film, and it's like a romance. You technically don't need it, but we did it anyway. My husband, you know, he's a good graphic artist. He actually did Batman. He loved Batman. He did like a fake graphic novel thing in, in yeah. at school. I still <laughs> kept it, and I said, this is amazing. I mean, he didn't really like take the time to like color it or whatever, so it's still pencil drawing, but it was ridiculously amazing i mean so i am fascinated by that world i just don't have the talent oh my gosh okay i'm so glad you mentioned that okay. i love that movie and i'm i'm not big on violent stuff like Can a lot of the source material is very different oh but the tone and the theme it's it's intact yeah. okay yeah i love that and i love when they can create such suspense and dread and without really showing too much gore you know like a, right. you know like i feel like that's so creative because it's sam mendez i think that did it yeah, the the director right and uh, i mean um um tom hanks did an amazing job it's almost like you don't recognize tom hanks and daniel craig was there oh yes, Who, believe was, it or yeah. not he, he was, was the, before bond yeah, yeah. Before bond and he was yeah. the son Everything Correct. Actually. Yes, and I mean, he was sort of a mess. And um, Jude Law, I thought was good. And it's funny because I actually uh, did a treatment. It's, I don't know how to use say that. It's not really Jude a script. Law, so disgusting. Which one? Wrote uh, a perdition. He's so. Oh, you mean Jude Law? Yeah, oh yeah, so, yeah. So but but I love that when yeah, he kind of play against that because he's yeah. usually the pretty boy. But yeah. I I I was inspired by that and I kind of wrote a, something that sort of you know inspired by 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 um by road to perdition and so i'm like i really want to make a noir too one day but oh, that's harder because i don't know that world so i feel like i had to research it out more but i kind of have the idea of a story well people i think mistake noir as a genre it's just a style it is a style you're right it's just a style it is a style yes look and perceive correct like body is a it is. It's very shot, very up to date. Right, 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 it's right. Very melodramatic, but that's very much a noir. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually yeah. like that one. Um, what's his name? The guy. Um, William Hurt. William Hurt. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you know, but Lawrence Kasdan wrote the screenplay for Body Heat. Oh, the the Star Wars. Uh, Star Lawrence Wars. Garden? And he okay. wrote the screenplay for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's such a stupid job. One year, he mm-hmm. wrote screen, two screenplays. About characters who have a whip. Oh wow! I didn't think of that. Wow. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is a fun trivia. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, and I, I love that world too. You know, uh, and I kind of like the idea of having an older character as lead too, like an older guy who's sort of grizzled and seen everything and just. Yeah. I, I like that. So I'm. I'm it's the mileage, right? Yes, it's yeah. it's not it's not it's not the years kid. It's the mileage or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Was that his line? Yeah, you know. I mean, older than that. Like I know that was Indy's line, but you know, even older grizzled. Do you know the actor? Um, what's his name? Gabriel Byrne, who's this oh, yes. hereditary, right? Yeah, he was just in hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. And um, I always, I when when I write, I always picture who the actor 
who would play him. You know, like, I don't know, some people may not, but for me, I'm like, I have to have a very visual picture of who these characters would be played by. Like, yeah. you know, like, so, like, um, like when I write this noir one, um, I mean, this um, kind of, uh, it's kind of like gangster, I would say. It was more a gangster story. And I picture... Um, um, Gabriel Byrne with the fedora and he's so grizzled and you know he smokes like a chimney I just thought that was well you know. you've in Hereditary you played a very quiet yes role. and that's the thing I feel like he has that quiet menace I mean I know he's played Satan before in six days or whatever that is he right? has played Satan yeah right but but he also has this quiet menace like he's yeah, not like he in, uh, usual suspects right well. he's not like over the top scary you know like no, he's, he's just kill you, it's gonna be you won't know it. You're yeah. dead already. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's sort of like the idea. In fact, that exact line that I just said, like that happened, you know, like, you know, you wouldn't know it. Like by the time you realized it's too late for you, you know. And, I, I, and we've seen, you and I have seen a bunch of movies. I think I put in my book about this whole person with the gun has to give this big, long speech. Oh, yeah. And well, James Bond movies are filled with that. We've seen that so many times. Yes. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so of course, it's, just like, come and on, I, I man. Use a joke that that yeah. he shoots him. Yeah, before you. Him. Yep. And kills him. And then yep. he starts doing the. What? Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. And 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 in my mind, I had this vivid thing. And I don't know. Some people, for me, when I write, I kind of imagine it like like it's already a scene in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. So it, it's it's kind of like. Well, that's kind of hard because when you have a scene in your head and you got to write out, okay, interior. Yes. Uh, yeah. In the parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But you want—I already know it, but you gotta write it. You out. gotta write it and describe it as well as you can. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, anyway. So, I mean, I'm hoping that would be my next one because I—I don't know. I mean, I just don't want to do another romance. It's not like, you know, I feel like you get type, you know. Well, you type. want variety. Everybody wants variety. Yes. They wanted. I mean, even yeah. Stephen King has done other stuff other than horror. You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So. But anyway, so. <laughs> so is there if you if you wanted if you could, mm-hmm. could you provide a top five of your favorite movies? Oh, before we leave. Yeah, um, that would be tough because it changes, you know. But of course, there's always one. Well, my all-time favorite is again back to Jane Austen is Sensibility, okay. and that's a 1995 version with. Um, that, that directed by Ang Lee. Again, he's a Taiwanese director. <laughs> is that Mr. Darby? Darcy. Darcy? Okay. Nope, that's Pride and Prejudice. I'm getting mixed up. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's understandable. It took my husband a while to, to figure sorry, out yeah, who I'm is the, the which yeah. Austin yeah, hero okay. are we talking right, about here? Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility. So, yeah, the Ang Lee version. Um, and it won Best Screenplay. Um, um, uh, Emma Tom. Emma Thompson yes. won best screenplay for that. So that's would be in my top five. You know, I like, it's hard for me to choose which one, but one of the Nolans, Batman, I really like um, either. Out of all three, any of, any of the three of those? Um, I would say The Dark Knight. Yeah. It probably stands out the most just because the Joker is absolutely amazing. That was a wonderful movie. It's just, and then, Heat, I love Heat. I like Michael Mann a lot. I like his style. Yeah, so I, I mean, well, he doesn't sacrifice content, but he makes sure you have some kind of style. Mm-hmm. I would like to know how he got he convinced Al Pacino, Robert De Niro to do a to film. do a film together. <laughs> what did he do? And and then he didn't waste them. 
You know, I sometimes don't. people would hire amazing actors and then they completely waste well, it in their I, I, movies. I have I'm mistaken because I did read on Empire. You want you get Empire movie? Oh yeah, I love yeah. those. He, he, yeah. Michael Mann talked about how that dinner scene. He sat down with them. Okay. And then they wrote their lines. So. Wow. And I know. Man. <laughs> So, we uh, wouldn't yet like to be a fly on the wall when that happens. Right, the whole dinner scene. That, yeah. That, that he, he let them do this scene. I yeah. think that's another enticement to get him to do the movie. Yeah, like, you know, just just do your thing kind of thing, right? I mean, it, I think a great director should know well, when I, you have somebody great, like, yeah. just let them be. I thought when he, I went to see the, if you rented the movie, it was two cassette tapes. It was that long. Mm. You had to buy rent two of it. It was two cassette mm-hmm. tapes. But when I saw the movie, I thought they were never going to meet. I thought it was just be like Godfather two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Just never gonna... right, right, right. And I was but like, then they right. meet quite a bit, and, and then especially then at the end. Like, Whoa, Whoa yeah, yeah, I know. So I, I, I like Heat. Even though I think I would probably put, oh, it's kind of hard to like which one you like most. But um, the Insider is also Pacino, but yeah. with Russell Crowe, was insanely good. Yeah. I thought. Well, did Christopher Plummer get nominated for that too? Yes. Yes. And he, he played Mike Wallace, uh, yeah. real CBS. Yep, real Poncho, or whatever, yeah. journalist. Um, okay, I'm st- I'm I'm kind of on a tangent here, but okay, so um Sense Sensibility, let's yeah. say the Dark Knight. For a long time I always put Gladiator because I love it, but I don't know if I I would put that in, in there. Yeah. Um I would put um Ben Hur, I think, before Gladiator. So, you know, like on my top five like I the love the Heston version. Oh yes, the yeah. that, that the new remake. Oh my gosh, that was awful. I mean, I like the actor who played him. I, I, you know, I haven't I, seen him. Oh, don't, don't. Okay. I mean, he's a good actor, Jack Houston. He's uh, uh, Angelica Houston's nephew. Okay. He's a really good actor, a decent, you know, Brit, you know, British, you know, actor. But it's just ill-conceived. I don't think they should make that. So Ben Hur. Oh gosh, it's it's really hard. I would put. I mean. Hmm. I, I did this for my blog once, you know, those um, desert island movies. You know, what you would put, you right, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. What do you write straight on the desert island? Yeah, yeah if you're trying to dance on an island. Well, there's a Scottish film that Jared Butler, when he was still acting, called yeah. Dear Frankie. I would put that in there. It's a really right. beautifully done movie. And oh, let's just put, I don't know, Notting Hill. I love that because it's cute oh, and fun it's it's just yeah. it's it's light. it's light and it's yeah. it's again it's, it's a happy yeah. f- but it has moment of of like real poignant point po- poignant poignant yeah, like true. real sadness to it too like it, it, it's it's not just goofy silly rom-com that has no, no i mean it has a really good story good acting really you know funny lines that are you know you can quote when people think it's a light story that you have to keep it on the surface that there isn't no there's depth i mean it can be like funny makes you laugh but it it, it can still have depth to it so i i mean i i have no qualms saying i love that movie i don't think it's should be put in the same bin as other rom-coms you know because rom-coms kind of get a bad rap you know right which I understand because some of them are horrible. So I'm, <laughs> you know. Well, they're really good. They're, I mean, everybody. Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's a lot of rom-coms back in the day, like in, in classic movies. I mean, I would yeah. consider probably Roman Holiday kind of like a rom-com. It I mean, was, it's comedy. Yeah. Well, it's got we, comedic. Well, we had to watch It Happened One Night, which is kind of the first one. 
Correct. And that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, what's his name? Clark Gable, yeah. right? That's kind of the first one. Yeah. And who's the girl again? Um, uh, Clara Bow? Clara Bow? Uh, not Clara Bow. Claudette. I can't remember. Oh, Claudette. Yeah. Uh, Claudette something. Claudette or Claudette. Claudia Cordette. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Showing her legs and was like scandalous. Scandalous. Yes. Oh my God. Well, and then they were in the same room, right? Like he, she had to change. Right. She had we, to, we I mean, it was. How they had it in the same room, but they had to separate. They had to put the bed sheet. Bed sheet. Yeah. So to they could separate. Pass sensors. <laughs> I love that one. See, I mean, see, that's what I mean. Like that's a rom com, but don't put that in the same bin as anything that you know jennifer aniston's been in you know what i mean right Gerard Butler and oh good gracious put those mean. two together oh my gosh anyway that's not <laughs> well so cool well yeah we ran out of time I just, oh I no just... that's totally fine i mean we've talked about i mean that's what i wanted is to talk about movies that's perfect before we go um we mentioned it's called hearts want yep and the film's called hard one can people find your blog? How could they find it? Oh, my okay. blog is flixchatter, flix with an X, yeah. flixchatter.net. Very okay. easy. Um, yeah, so it's, the blog's just called flixchatter. And if you go there, there's a tab, uh, Hearts One Film, so they can, you know, see the trailer. There's behind the scenes stuff I put on there. So it's like a, its own special tab just for the yeah. movie. But if you go there, you know, it's just primarily reviews and whatever, interviews with talents and filmmakers. Well, Ruth, yes. thank you for coming on. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you. It's such a delight to finally be on board. So it's an honor. Thank you, Nick. Great. And we have to do it again sometime. Yeah. We, out we can we can talk movies again. And... I love it. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Can you hear the music?